Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Bow, bow, bow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey. Um, it's the second part of the 24th of September 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers. We didn't get as far into it as we would have liked. We got distracted. That can happen. Uh, we make no apologies for that. There's no rush. We can do this for fucking years. Trust us. Yeah. Um, and given the chance, we will health permitting you know like in parliament when they filibuster they yes. do it in the states a lot to sort yes. of overrun it's a bit like in cricket where you play for the draw that's what this is and yeah. you just you just try to stay in don't you we're until trying to time's stay up. in as long as we can we don't and always... we are effectively filibustering that's the podcast all universe that's all we're doing yeah we're, we're, it's the it's history of the premier league seasons of which they've been what about 30 now almost and we've yeah. filibustered the fuck out of it since episode about 15 yeah, we um, only got. We, I don't mean we barely got into the noughties anyway. I like to think that when we do come to end this podcast, we will then mm. return to the Premier League seasons and do the remaining ones, and then wrap it up under there. a new name. No, under, at the end of this, at the oh, end of right. Top Flight oh, Time okay. Machine. That's how we'll end it. If we yeah. decide that's how it's going to end, uh, if, yeah. it, if it has to end, uh, yeah. it, it, I think it'll end tragically. No, I, I think it will. I, I think that. We what I almost want to happen. We've talked a lot about maybe dying behind the mic, or one of us dies behind the mic, and the other one instantly or, sort of brings about their own death, or, or being fucked to death them. by Grace Jones, obviously. That too on mic. Yeah. But what if we were on tour mm. and it got like Fleetwood Mac or the Eagles in the seventies, where we had our own jumbo jet because yeah. we're growing fast, and it crashed. We're like on board. Yeah. Yeah. Wiped us mm. out. Yeah, that's probably the best way to go. Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. That was about that, wasn't it? The someone well, will write yeah, a hit song about so. our death. The Somewhere. day the podcast died. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're in the last episode of um, the AFS yesterday. We we're talking about Steve Wright being gently removed from the afternoon schedules radio too. There's mm. no one to remove us. You can't we're remove irremovable. us. Not even the pod gods themselves, not even the Adam Buxtons of this world can intervene. He can suggest, mm. he could suggest that, he could gently suggest that we were cancelled. He could put a whisper campaign around about us. He could spread shit about us, yeah, but, but he cannot sack us. We cannot be stopped. Um, so we're on, uh, uh, yeah, this Roy the Rovers thing. We, we got about five panels into the, the issue. Uh, Roy had just presented the trophy to uh, young Gavin Lawrence at the um, Six Aside tournament, 
which was very, very healthily attended. Lots of people there. It was held at the Arndale Sports Centre. Roy was there as an observer and a celebrity guest. Um, <laughs> as a paid observer. <laughs> there it is. So he's presented the trophy. We got Slash... Slash fairy dust sprinkler. Yeah, we got a bit carried away with the trophy presentation scene, I think. Yeah, we did, that's it. Um, and if anyone was offended by that, we apologise. Um, but there you go. <laughs> so he's just presented it, and the crowd are saying, Well done, lad! Bravo! To young Gavin. Um, one for the future, I reckon. Uh, and then yeah. all of the kids gather round. Um, there seems to be one kid just over Roy's right shoulder there who seems to have grey hair. Um, and the eyes of Terry McDermott. I'm not really sure who he is or why he's there. Can you see? Get that grey-haired kid out of here. He's creeping me in. Give me the fucking creeps. What the fuck? I don't know what's going kid. on with him, but there's something not right with that kid. Get him out because there's local paper snappers coming down. He'll ruin the image. I don't think I've ever seen one, but can there be anything more unsettling than a grey-haired child? <laughs> Try to oh, imagine one. It's a shame, one. but they probably do exist, to be honest. Do you think? I mean, certainly when I was at school, there was some lads, but this is at secondary school, there was some grey-haired adolescents. Was there? Yeah, there was, I say yeah. some, I, there, there was one, but I, I think I've met another one in my life as well. It can happen, it's just a condition. I, yeah, I thought you were going to say kids that were bald, you know, who... Uh, the hair yeah, oh, yeah, that as well. Lucas. That's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, there was a kid who was bald. I said, why are you bald? Because you know me, I, I always had those journalistic Thanks instincts even when I was a yeah. nipper. I'd go up to him, don't I? Yeah, why are you bald? What are you <laughs> being bald for all over the place? <laughs> are you Try and get attention, I suppose, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I've actually got a, uh, I've got a condition. It's, uh, oh yeah, how'd you get it then? Born with it, was ya? And he said, I did have hair. But I fell out of a tree once, I bumped my head, and the next day all my hair fell out and never grew back. Oh, good one. Yeah. That can, that can happen. Shock. It can be yeah, it must have been. Something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what he said. We had a, And a, I was like, thank you, I will accept that answer, and you, I will not bother you ever again. They are free to go. <laughs> thank you for your full and frank disclosure. <laughs> I, <laughs> now, fuck off. There's a good thing if you if you go to a Toby Carvery and you use the app uh, to pay mm. for your Carvery, uh, mm. all you got to do is put your, your the the branch of the Toby that you're sitting in and then the number of your yeah. table and the bill comes up on the app and you just pay on the oh, app. Oh yeah, yeah, they and you have, haven't I've got had that in places. Yeah, getting the bill. Yeah, you know, can they have the bill? Yeah, yeah, that's the worst bit yeah. of eating out. Yeah, but it's great. It's great because once you've paid, a couple the message comes up. Thank you. You are now free to leave. I was fucking free either way. <laughs> yeah. I walk. I'll come and go as I please. Yeah, don't you fucking tell me what to do, Toby Carvery up. Yeah, cheeky cunt. I thought you were going to say there was a discount for bald cunts and nah. Toby Carvery, and that made me think. You know, like if you wanted to pretend to be bald, say you were trying to, uh, like you were on the run, or yeah, someone walked into a Toby Carvery you didn't want to see, mm. uh, like you didn't want to be spotted. Maybe you were having an affair. Yeah. And you're, you're having a date with your floozy in a Toby Carvery. Yeah, understandable. But you've got a full head of hair. Mm. And you're, that's probably how you pulled her in the first place. Mm. You know, these fellas with hair, they're, they're dripping in it, mate. Yeah, well, anyway. apparently, yeah. There's not much but, going on for the bald lads, is there? Nah, not for us bald lads. Get scraps at best. Mm. But these lads with hair, they don't know they're bald. Anyway, 
They don't know they're not bald. Well, if you if you know, if you want to disguise yourself real quick and you don't have one of those bald caps to hand, the yeah. ones you get from the joke yeah. shop, what if you got a bit of sliced turkey and put it Just on your put head? It across your head. It'd need to be a big it would only slice. Work if you were ca- it would only work if you were Caucasian. It would need to be a big slice. It would need to be a very thin slice as well, I think. Otherwise, it's just because like you put some turkey on your head. Yeah. It? Well, is it, at a Toby Carvery, is it all pre-sliced, or do you go up and there's a joint, and you say, yeah, slice, it's carved, slice it's carved me a bit. in front of you. You, you, you ask so for you go, slices you want. Yeah. Come on, love. Look lively. Yeah. Double quick. I want a large, very thin very bit of thin. turkey. And it needs to be about the diameter of uh, my nuts. Enough to cover a human head. In a hurry. <laughs> they go, oh, all right, love. Oh, okay. I want them again. You want them again? Take it from the middle of the joint. Well, we're not at the middle of the joint. Yeah, well, yeah, give it to me. Give me the knife a minute. Right, you cut it down the middle. Oh. I do this with bread at home sometimes. If you cut it straight off down the middle, then you take a slice from the middle, which is the largest <laughs> diameter of slice you can get. Oh, oh, it's harder than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking quick my missus is approaching she's gonna know that I've been having it off with her that other Doris get us that slice of turkey double quick love <laughs> but, I can't stress this enough but the future of my marriage depends on you sawing that turkey quicker than you've ever sawed a bit of turkey oh sorry sir I didn't realise like I say only works if you're Caucasian if you are of a different skin colour, mm. um, you might. It depends on on what your ethnicity is. You're looking True. at possibly yeah. pork, beef, yeah, beef. But make sure the beef is well done. Exactly. Because if it's if it's done it's quite pink, rare, pink it's going to look. To be honest, a rare slab of beef <laughs> on your head, you're going to look like you have got skin cancer on your nut. Your time. Yeah. It'd look like the top of your head is fucking bleeding and it'll look like you've been out in the sun and you haven't put on the old amber solaire. Yeah. And then your wife's going to ask what you've been doing to get your fucking skin looking like that anyway. Hey, look at that bleeding head of yours. Have you been playing away again? <laughs> Taking her on it, beach picnics, have you? The bald lads are at an advantage because we can carry around a bag of wigs with us, can't we? And then all we've got to do is yeah. go and slice any meat. We can just reach into the bag, put the wig of our choice on. And then we we work yeah, hey, home, transformed it a different And the missus, the missus, none the wiser. Won't have a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she had observant, that. is she your wife? Yeah, mine is too. That's why I carry these wigs with me. <laughs> uh, we'll get distracted again. So there's a grey-haired child there who looks like Terry McDermott. And uh, all the kids are gathering around. And one of them says, Now, here's a little trophy from us, Roy. A petition signed by every kid in the tournament, and he has oh, a scroll that appears to be it appears to have a ribbon around it. Uh, and this is begging you to stay at Walford. And Roy says, Hey, and he unfurls the <laughs> scroll. And honestly, it's about fucking two foot long. And all the kids have written their names on it, and probably some made up names as well. Uh, and he's he's having a look at it, thinking, "What the fucking hell is going on here?" I knew this is a fucking strange town, but look at this—they've got a fucking length of wallpaper, and they've all written their fucking names on it. Um, that's got to be, you know, resigning territory. So they're looking at it. He's looking at it. They're watching him with fucking big smiles on their faces. And one of them says, "The, the grey-haired kid says." <laughs> Things may not be going right for you at the moment. <laughs> hey, what? Fuck off. Sorry, sorry. I scored another fucking hat trick the other day. I'm winning all these games single handed. 
In spite of the fact that Joe Bellamy's on the case. like you coming and giving me advice and, and you can shove your fucking petition as well. <laughs> as Do what said, I fucking want. As he said last time, will everyone shut up about my fucking troubles? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, things might not be going right for you at the moment, but we know you're doing your best. And then another one says, you're the greatest thing that ever happened to Walford. And another one says, no matter what the newspapers say, hey, what? What do they say? Well, they're what they're fucking saying. Cunt? Not about that fucking secretary again, is it? <laughs> oh, God. So Roy left the tournament in a very different frame of mind. Yeah, I bet he did. A shit one. Yeah. Uh, and he's, uh, they're all shouting, Roy, race, Roy, race, Roy, race, as he drives away. He waves to them. It's a slightly uh, fascistic salute, I would say, that he's given them at the window. <laughs> but, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> see you kids white power <laughs> even grey haired kids <laughs> what what did he say never mind you tell your dad he'll understand <laughs> and he thinks to himself as he's driving off Melchester Walford doesn't matter where you go the kids are all the same sheer magic <laughs> <laughs> I think he means that sarcastically yeah yeah a little bit Savalesque that Mm. Um, and he's driving away having to think to himself uh, those lads have taught me to stop feeling sorry for myself all of a sudden my problems don't seem so serious big smile on his face and then his face darkens in the next frame and he thinks apart from Penny that is (laughs) he's had a nice time he's uh, presented the trophy got a lovely petition and then he's just remembered about his fucking wife bringing him down fuck oh god She's probably going back to Crete again. Just because I went out, just because I waited for her to go on holiday and then took a really young blonde girl from the office out to a very public party (laughs) with my hand on her back and she was wearing one of them backless dresses and suddenly I'm the fucking criminal. (laughs) And I publicly touched her just below, just below the tit. (laughs) Uh, It says, following the misunderstanding, following a misunderstanding, Roy was temporarily parted from his wife Penny who had refused to leave Melchester and live in Walford the city, I can't stop thinking about Toby Carvery's I'm going to have to have one for me tea fucking hell yeah just straight out oh, after this yeah um, Penny had refused to leave Melchester and live in Walford the situation was affecting Roy's form and Walford had suffered a humiliating defeat in a midweek game did they? I can't remember that yeah probably um as Roy reported for training the following morning over on the next page um, oh god they're all fucking having it here the, the Walford players are kicking the ball about one of them says here he comes lads the great Roy race and then Joe Bellamy who is of course the club country oh, former captain camp, yeah. he says in my book he isn't so great anymore great in inverted commas so uh, another one of them says Joe's right I reckon Bellamy of course I'm right I mean, he's under so much pressure. How can he possibly do his job properly? How can he hold the respect of the players? Bellamy wants his job, doesn't he? Bellamy wants the managers. Bellamy looks like a right... I mean, now here is a guy you'd strongly suspect of having, like, problematic right-wing political leanings. Look at his haircut and little moustache. Yeah. I bet he's a member of the fucking local Freemasons Lodge. It would have been the National Front, wouldn't it, back then? Meetings, yeah, it would have been. Meetings in pubs and upstairs rooms and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Jalapeño. 
Jalapeño. Uh, Roy wanders in and overhears the conversation and just fucking joins in. Uh, he says, because I'm a professional, Bellamy. Although I can't say the same for you lot. Every time I have a bad game, the whole team seems to go to pieces. Uh, Bellamy. Now, wait a minute, Race. Race does not wait a minute. He says, so we're going back to basics. Exercises that will help to build an all-round team, starting with some speed training. Right, they're all going to have some speed. That'll help. Um, have a sniff of this. You used to work for us at Melchester. Yes, I got this off of uh, Blackie's cousins. Actually, uh, I managed to convince them to come swing past Wolford. They usually don't <laughs> come down. They come, back, they come down from Liverpool. Very rarely. <laughs> usually just to Melchester. They're in and out in a day. <laughs> but uh, I managed to pay a little bit extra and they swung by Wolford last night. Penny's away, so I let them come round to the actual house. They actually stayed around for a while. <laughs> Got a bit intimidating after a bit because they like, wouldn't leave even when I asked them to. But anyway, the option of it all is <laughs> they have uh, given me, or they have sold me, this amphetamine powder, which I want all of you to have a bag on before we get started on today's drills. Uh, tomorrow we will be microdosing LSD. Just enough to get well, through I the need, day. I need you all to slightly adjust your perception of reality. <laughs> and <laughs> Let the me tell you. Rule. <laughs> it's the secret of how we got promoted at Melchester the other year. <laughs> so they're running round and round in a circle around the centre circle. Uh, I've got vague recollections of doing this at school, actually. God. Uh, Roy's in the centre. Running the centre in spot. circles is shit. Yeah. Uh, Roy's shouting, Faster, Bellamy! The idea of this exercise is to eliminate the man in front of you by touching him on the back. Ah. Good training method. And Bellamy indeed does get touched on the back by the player behind him. Because Bellamy is fucking shit. Um, yeah. Let's be honest. He's covering up his own um, issues by slagging Roy off. Um, ah! As he is touched on the back. Um, Roy says, you're out, Joe. That'll be ten press-ups, please. <laughs> oh. uh, Bellamy, fucking again... Not a team player at all. He says, no way. I don't do anything that the manager can't do himself. At this point, it would be shower, gear on, two weeks fine, don't come back at the end of the week, transfer listed, the lot. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. It's just, it's fucking sackable offence, this. And um, another player says, how about it, Roy? That make him fuck off as well. He should be saying to Joe Bellamy, oi, don't talk to the gaffer like that. And we go over to the back page and just tell us all what we see, Sam. We see Roy doing some press-ups <laughs> and looking really fucking pissed off about it. <laughs> this is terrible management. He's just fucking doing it. But he's kind he's of like said... completely lost it. He's kind of said, yeah, all right, I fucking will. Watch this. I'll do my one-hand if you want. Let's have a press-up contest. No problem. Yeah. Chin-ups next. I was on Superstars. I won it three years in a row. Brian Jacks can't teach me. Fuck all. Um, maybe maybe ten press-ups back in these days was considered like... Because they're like going, oh my God, one of them's counting. 18, 19. Oh, yeah. And another one the place said, good grief. This is what you call practising what you preach. And it's like, 
you know, 19 press-ups, it is quite a lot of press-ups, I suppose, but they're yeah. acting like he's just fucking suddenly pulled a rabbit out of his ass. He's a professional footballer. Of course he can do 20. Yeah. Well, he was yeah. supposed to do 10. He told Bellamy to do 10. Roy's done 20. Oh, have I done 10 already? Don't mind if I carry on, do you? <laughs> it's just I enjoy them. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and one of those count, 18, 19, the one says, good grief. This is what you call practicing what you preach. And then it says at the next start of the next frame, after Roy had completed thirty press ups <laughs> That's right. Count them, that's three zero. He says, Your turn now, Joe, but I'll only insist on ten. I fucking <laughs> stiffed him right up. You are clearly a lot weaker than me, so yeah. I think it's only fair. And Bellamy's face is like thunder. And they're all going, Ha ha ha, get going, Joe. He's Joe's- made a cunt out of you again, Joe. Just down there on the floor doing his press ups while the other players are kicking a ball around having a good time. Um, with the exception of Bellamy, the training session became a high spirited affair. And Roy says, uh, Well, I think I've recovered their respect anyway. <laughs> um, well, that's I've made a cunt out of him, and, and now they know that thing. I'm capable of making a cunt out of all of them when called upon to do so. Oh God! I mean, this fucking job, this this Walford job, is a fucking nightmare. But um, so there, that's what happens. And then next after that, uh, Roy organised a practice match, and yeah, he's he's done a Roberto Carlos there. He's bent it round the wall with his left foot, and with it's the gone, outside of with his the outside foot, of the weirdly. left foot, and it's gone past the keeper into the top corner. No fucking problem. There you um, go. Keep the change, cunt. Training's <laughs> over. <laughs> Training's over. Last one to the juices are fucking queer. Anyone for more press-ups? There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, some bystanders, though, I guess, might be... I don't know who the fuck they are, to be quite honest. They might be Roy's assistants or what. Uh, we don't know. Is he got any assistants? He's just doing it himself, like when Peter Taylor left Brian Clough and Clough went alone and all went yeah. a bit... Tits up. Last thing I need is assistance. I mean, I had Taffy at Melchester, but to be honest, he he didn't really contribute much at all. He were a figure of fun. So there's, there's <laughs> Which two of them. Be just fine. He'd come in with them shirts, so we'd all laugh at him. Uh, <laughs> might redose him, but he wasn't looking. Uh, so it says then we would tie him up drive him out to the woods spin him round eight times one way eight times the other <laughs> leave a fucking set of headphones on him connected to a walkman that was just playing white noise from an untuned radio <laughs> then we'd just fucking leave him there for days <laughs> <laughs> the lads loved him he was great for morale not okay. for his so much but the yeah. lads were absolutely buzzing afterwards yeah it was character building <laughs> So there's two two of these bystanders. One of them says, "What a goal!" The other one says, "Let's hope he can hit a few like that against Melbourne on Saturday." Uh, and then we, we cut uh, the the match itself. A massive crowd saw Melbourne, sorry, saw Walford come out again. Roy's giving a bit of the old um, white power salute to the crowd as he comes out. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell! He has become a, a lot more racist since he moved to Walford. Yeah. Which is another problem with this move. I believe it's a racist town, so... Yeah. You know. But also, divorce does strange things sometimes to people. You know, yeah. like, in the you know that Lawrence Fox? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Lawrence Fox just started, like, coming up with ideas and opinions almost to sort of, like, in defiance of 
like what had happened. So yeah. maybe that's what's going on with Roy. I think here. it could be what it is. You start throwing blame around, don't you? And it's never anyone. Yeah. It's always someone else except yourself. Yeah. And he's, he's pointing fingers at like ethnic minorities yeah. for I the mean, collapse of his marriage. He's come from from Melchester, where he had Paco Diaz and he had uh, Vernon Elliott in the team. Yeah, um, a, a global outlook. But now his marriage has fallen apart, and he's at Walford, which seems to be predominantly all white players. Yeah, it's all white. So it's understandable. It's, these things happen slowly as well, don't they? It doesn't just happen overnight. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how they, you know. So how the Nazis in. got in. It wasn't yeah, just a exactly. dramatic one-night thing. Mm. It's a little. It's pigeon steps towards Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah, beautifully put. Can we maybe say that's the name of our next tour? Pigeon steps, Pigeon steps towards, towards Armageddon. Armageddon. Certainly can write that down for us. Uh, so the crowd are saying, "Good luck, Roy." The mainly white crowd. It should be pointed out. He's going to need it. This is a really vital match for Racy, aren't they all? Though, aren't they all? Mm. And uh, we get a close-up of the grinning idiot Walford fans. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the fucking state of this cunt in the middle with his fucking multicoloured bobble hat on and his scarf neatly arranged around his fucking neck. His dopey green. Yes. Oh, God. So one of them at the back says, Melbourne are Melchester's next-door neighbours. Next-door neighbours. Next-door neighbours. My God. Their manager has always had an intense rivalry with Roy. Oh, fuck, he has, hasn't he? Do you remember? Isn't he called yeah, Andy vaguely. something? Yeah, I forgot and about years that ago, story, he was, Yeah, he was really getting under Roy's skin. I can't remember yeah. what it was about. <laughs> oh, this is going to be love good, it. I love it when people get under Roy's skin. Yeah, it was Roy's nemesis. Yeah. Um, and next week comes the biggest test of all. This is the prick in the middle. And his pal says, Yes, a match that will capture the interest of the whole country. <laughs> Probably even Scotland as well. He doesn't say that. Uh, and we just see Roy... And the entire island of Ireland. And perhaps the whole of the Queen's Commonwealth. <laughs> uh, Roy's just warming up there, getting ready for the match, and the, the fans are already teeing up next week's fixture. Melchester Rovers versus Walford Rovers at Mel Park. Then in bald type, Roy's old hunting ground. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. So there we are. That's where it ends. So we've got, not only have we got that to come up, we've got this other game first against Melbourne. Uh, So it's not looking, uh, it's not looking good unless Roy can pull off a miracle, I think. It's starting to slip away out of his hands. It says next week, and in inverted commas, that's the second penalty Roy's given away this season. So there's a spoiler for you. Mm. Roy gives away a penalty. Um, and that is it from that issue. How many out of ten would you give that? I'm giving that a six. I'd give that a nine. I, I enjoyed that because it had a lot of things. It had the Arndale yeah. Sports Centre, which was great. Then it had some training bust-ups, which yeah. are always fun. And then a bit of match day action too, so... Uh, get, it gets a it gets a nine from I me. Get nine off. It's almost mm. a ten for me. And of course they, they squeezed a lot in. They did. No, it can't get a ten if there's um, no sexy bits. They have to be a sexy say, bit as well. Why you've marked it down, Sam? But I didn't well, want to say there that. Well, there are no women in this episode. There either has to be a sexy bit with Penny or one of his other <laughs> women, 
Or there needs to be someone throwing a punch at someone. Yeah, that's what gives which it Which is tip. surprisingly common. Less common in this era of Royal Race than it was in the 1950s and 1960s Royal Rovers, which me and Len read. Yeah. And he punches someone in every single episode. It was intensely in those days, violent. Yeah. Remember, I asked my dad, I went, we we're, were we're reading these old comics from back when you were a lad. I went, and it's very violent. Like, people say that sight is violent nowadays, mm. but back then, punching someone was like, now, nowadays, if someone punches someone, especially an adult, it's a big deal, yeah. right? In normal society. Police you know, are you're like, yeah. Whereas back then, it was like, if someone annoys you a little bit, the sort of thing that someone would do now that you'd roll your eyes at, maybe, right? Yeah. Back then, without any fucking, like, contemplation whatsoever, it's just like, right, you're getting punched. Yeah. And that would straighten it out, I, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I said that to my dad, and he said, yeah. He went, I think it was because it, there'd just been a war, and so a punch meant nothing. Because yeah. people, all the men in society had just been off fucking shooting loads of people yeah. and and killing people in all sorts of mad ways, mm. right? And so a punch was like no more than a little fucking pat on the bum. Yeah, it was just, you know, straightening stuff out. Yeah, and also he said it's like it was more boring being a kid. So yeah. punching was like one of the main... Violence was one of the main sort of forms of entertainment and it wasn't considered such a big deal. I'm, I'm looking... So, of course, there is the best of Roy of the Rovers in this, this comic, which goes back to... I don't, I'm not sure which year it was from, but I'm looking to see if there's any punch-ups in that one. There doesn't seem to be a punch, but there is um, someone standing over someone who's sitting at a desk and he's jabbing his finger in his face and it looks like he's about to punch him. So that's as good as... Yeah. Almost as huge good. amount in the 1950s, which one day we'll get on to doing that. And there's a there's a Royal, there's a Royal the Rovers 1950s annual you can get, and a 60s and a 70s. Mm. They're all brilliant. The main thing of the mm. 50s one is that there's just fighting all the time. Yeah, yeah. Good. More good. Fi- as much fighting as there is football. Put it that way. Yeah. The um, the child, I guess it was a child who originally owned this comic before I bought it off eBay, has given this one ten. He's filled in the square. Oh, doesn't often do a that. A young man. Uh, and he lived at 38 Turner Avenue. So if that was you, if you lived at 38 Turner Avenue when you were a get kid in, in 1983, and you give this one 10 out of 10, get in touch. Uh, there are no prizes. Do you remember that. there was a kid who wrote in, you know the bit where we don't have it this week, where someone writes in to yeah. Roy or calls in and complains usually yeah. about something? We looked one up, yeah, and I fucking found him. We've had a few of them. Yeah. He, ran, it was kid, he, he runs a microbrewery in Exeter. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Funny that life... The way life turns out for Roy yeah. the Rovers readers. <laughs> Good I mean, with probably us. half of them are microbrewery owners now, aren't they? I guess so, Every, yeah. all, all blokes our age, our sort of age group, they've all got a fucking... They've either got a microbrewery, or they're at least really into microbrewery yeah. ales, yeah. as they call them. And they've all got pizza ovens in their back garden. Yeah. Or they're just really, really into they pizza. Really fancy one. I think the next thing's keeping bees. I think that's the next step. That'll be the next thing, yeah. yeah. I can see that coming down the road. Anyway, that's it from this one. And we'll be back with the next instalment next time. So thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>